0: Hey, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of September 17, 2012. This is episode 164, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today in studio are my co-hosts.
1: Jackie Rotaco, account manager with Interval.
0: And Adam Meyer, creative director with Interval. And one more joining us today, our new intern, Katie Streeter.
2: Yep, Katie Streeter, Marketing <laughs> Internet Interval. Yep, it's her. <laughs> That's
0: me. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So you're going to join our podcast. You're probably going to be our podcast more often than not.
2: Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, excited. So. I'm well, excited. We'll see how
0: it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the okay. audience we know about
2: you. But. Sure. Well, I am a senior at the University of Minnesota um, studying strategic communications. Uh, this is my final semester. Before this, I had a couple internships, one with Mayo Clinic as a public affairs intern, and before that with the marketing, uh, the marketing communications internship with Minneapolis Grain Exchange, and also worked with Be The Match. Um, I am from the Milwaukee area, but oh, wow. love the Minneapolis area now, so yeah.
1: So
0: you're not like a, are you a diehard Packer? Or? I am a
2: diehard
1: Packer that's fan. okay, <laughs> that's acceptable. Oh, come on now. What? Is it because you're dating a person who's a Packer fan?
0: <laughs> yes, she's made it more acceptable for me to I know. I'm going to a, a Packers game in one week yeah. in Seattle. Oh wow. So I think What's it's Seattle? fair for me to
3: say. What did Alice Cooper say about Milwaukee in the in Wayne's world? It's something for the the good land or the great land. I had I no know. idea. I don't think it was I don't think it was accurate, at least I'm guessing uh. not. Billie Wauke. Oh. Mil- <laughs> 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 well, I, don't I just that.
2: I just watched a YouTube video about how the rivalry with the Minnesota Vikings may not be relevant anymore. <laughs> Cuz the Packers with <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. the Packers. Cuz the
1: Vikings are so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's gosh. fair. I can see why everyone's jumping ship.
0: <clears throat> my girlfriend Tanya's huge huge Packer fan and she tries to be supportive, but it's to the point where it's almost patronizing <laughs> well, so they lost yesterday to the worst team in the NFL from last year and barely beat the second worst team arguably the two worst teams in the NFL last year we barely beat scraped by and then lost to and she's like well you guys were close and it's okay was it like twenty twenty
3: three or something yesterday
0: I don't even know what the final score was but yeah but embarrassing it's, it's embarrassing <laughs> yes. so I think that's fair I don't yes. think it's going to be relevant for a while but yeah Okay, well, welcome.
2: Thank you. So
0: Thanks. we're just going to dive into stuff, and you can... Now, you've heard some podcasts. I have. So you know and the dynamic.
2: Yeah, I do know <laughs> the dynamic. <laughs> okay, so you
0: know, we'll, we'll try to like open up some space for you to actually talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Jackie?
2: <laughs> I'd appreciate
1: it if they did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm kidding.
0: So, well, first of all, this is going to be posted the week of Shushmid. So if you're listening to us at Shushmid, Hi. Jackie and I are there. Come <laughs> find us. I remember the password. The pants are on fire. Pants are on sale.
2: Oh, gosh, That's you right.
0: <laughs> you always change it. People are going to are be my so my pants confused. are half off.
1: Yeah, pants are half off.
0: Pants are half off. No, no. The pants are on sale. Well, if it's a 50% off sale. I understand the, the double entendre. <laughs> I'm just, just not going to encourage that. So we're not <laughs>
1: freaking Katie out. This is to get into branding at the bar. Right. Which uh, is something we're throwing okay. there. She's so like, why are you talking about your pants? We're <laughs> <out?" laughs> giving special prizes to so the people who
0: listen to our podcast if they come up to us during the conference. Oh, perfect. You have the secret password, which is the pants are on sale. The pants mm-hmm. are
1: on sale. Yeah. I'm obviously confusing every time I speak. So <laughs> Yes, because one time
0: you said something like my... My panties are on fire, my underwear is on fire or something. Did it really? Yes, you did. Hi. It's on it's out there. Oh, it's out there. <laughs> Oopy. So what else? Uh oh, one thing I want to mention is we're having some discussions internally about how to expand <clears throat> our podcast community. So if you know, um if you know us, you know we have a LinkedIn group that is dedicated to healthcare marketing transformation that was launched when our book, Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital, came out about a year ago. Uh, and it's an okay group. I think the people that are in the group are great, but we haven't really kept up with it as much mm-hmm. as I'd like. Uh, and so we're discussing whether we should transition into a arrogant healthcare marketing bastards podcast group, which would have the benefit of having fresh content every week, Uh, we have a nice following of folks that would have a forum to actually chime in since they really can't do that during our show. Uh, But we'd love to hear from people about their ideas on that. We've talked about whether it should be on LinkedIn or some other format. So we invite people to let us know what they would like to do. Typically, we hear from people uh, via email Mm -hmm. or I hear from people when I'm out speaking or traveling all the time. But we'd like to, you know... Have these be maybe conversation starters where there's an actual conversation <laughs> <laughs> with people. Right. So uh, we hope to have that going within a month. So let us know. <clears throat> All right. One more thing before we get into our uh, two topics. Was it last episode or two episodes ago? where We had the what's up with that? I think
3: it was the last. That was the last one,
0: right? Was it the last one? I think so. What's up Check. with that? The whole. That? What are we missing with the? Airline Magazine That was the last one, yeah. Advertising? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I had forgot my Airline Magazine. Now you've got it. So now I have it. Uh, and by the way, you're right. It's called Sky, as we were guessing. Uh, but they have the Heart Healthy Habits section, which I just love because I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that they created that section solely to get hospitals to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, I don't know, I lost track of how many I counted. <clears throat> Six, seven, eight ads in here from hospitals and health systems around the country uh, about heart care. Now, we debated whether I should give the names away. We're not, you know, we have no problem making fun of our own industry and the horrific <clears throat> marketing that goes on within it, but I'm always uncomfortable calling out individual hospitals or health systems because I don't think that's fair. Well, we can talk about the message. We can message.
1: keep them anonymous. Right, yeah. <laughs> maybe.
0: So what I, yes, because what ca- jumped out to me was the innocuous same old same old of the ads so maybe i could just read you the headlines okay you ready yep trust your heart to a national leader Uh no way (laughs) seriously make sure your heart's in the right place oh that's touching that's bad got it does that really make you want to go there here's a good one better heart care for a better life (laughs) now you guys probably think i'm making these up i am not i'll show them to the rest of the crew yes that's real uh, giving heart failure patients new lease on life. I think that's the last one. Oh, wait. Paving the way in cardiovascular care. I think that wraps up the main ones.
3: Now, how many of these would you say, well, I guess without giving the, brand, the the facility away or the hospital away, we're, are destination-type locations that actually could attract people from oh, yeah, we'll okay, attract good point.
0: around the country? Uh, so one is not. Two is not three could be uh four is not five really isn't, so what would <clears throat> I say there's six, so of the six, I think I counted one that that I would consider based on my experience, a potential destination uh the other ones are even regional would be a stretch, maybe regional. <laughs> Well, the maybe.
1: the issue last time was why are they advertising in this magazine, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Why do so you we think we still Katie? don't know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my initial impression would be as a destination medical home, but if they're not, then I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they're wasting a money. to spend. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that way.
0: And that's what we were thinking, too, that maybe if you want to build like yourself up as a national destination for mm-hmm. heart care, uh, though I still would question, it just seems like, well, we want to be a national destination, so should we advertise on an airline because it goes national? And it's probably the right audience, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem to make sense. And then when you're not, when you're clearly yeah. a... Local destination that nobody
3: would ever fly to see. <laughs> Not picking on anybody, you know. Well, how much do you think this plays into the billboard mentality? Yes, hundred percent, ninety nine point five percent. It's all about getting the getting your physicians' face. Well, I mean, how many of these ads have physicians' f- faces in them? One does. We can see right there. You can See that right there. Oh, well, there's one, two, two. Two. Well, that's pretty good. How many do we have total? Is it just five? It just one, five two, or six. Three. Sorry. <clears throat> a lot of facility shots, too. But yeah. I mean, even without the physician's faces there, it's yeah. it's about just taking... Assuming that this really high-profile <laughs> placement is good for you, just no matter what. Don't even question it. It's a high-profile, visible place. It's a so flying billboard. It's I mean, a flying billboard, so we, so we should be there <laughs> yes. without putting any more thought into it, which is... Unfortunate. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, we promised we would um, update people on that, so there you go.
3: Let us know. What issue issue was it, just in case people have the opportunity to get their hands on it somehow? The August issue. The Denzel issue. With Denzel Washington on the front.
0: (laughs) There you go. I like Denzel. You too. Actually, there's a new issue now in the seats, so you can't see it if you fly. (laughs) I don't know how you get a copy of it, but. Order it. Mm-hmm. Order it, yes. Okay, <clears throat> next. This was an interesting article that was posted by a friend of the show, Reed Smith, uh, <clears throat> who I asked him about it because I'm curious about his take on it, which we'll get to. But the, uh, the the topic here is, should you ditch your website and go 100% social media? And it was intriguing to me because we actually worked with a hospital about two years ago that had perhaps the worst website I've ever seen. Know this? Yes, you do. We won't obviously call him. <laughs> well, yeah. It was. I mean, they knew it too. It was yeah, horrific. I was say. It was probably built in about 1997. Uh, it was multiple websites that were not consistent. Uh, it was. It was. I can't even tell you how bad it was. And so we said, you know, you need a new website. It's a top priority, but it's worth considering in the time it takes to create that killing this website and going to Facebook only. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ended up saying that that was c- worth considering, but probably don't couldn't advocate for it. Uh, that's what an article does that is behind this. So the article is on marketing um, prof, and it's called Four Reasons to Jettison the Traditional Website and Go Social. So I thought, well, maybe we should re- revisit this. Is this legitimate? Okay, so this is an article by Christian Briggs, who is the CEO of Cisne or Kinsay, C-I-N-S-A-Y. The shareable shoppable video e-commerce platform that debuted at demo. I don't so whatever. So we have no idea the bona fides of Christian Briggs, which I think will become <laughs> evident as we go through this. Uh, but <clears throat> I ask Reed, because he's the one who Tweeted it. You know, I said, well, what do you think of this? Do you think this is legitimate? And he said, be really hard for a hospital to pull off, which is, I think, what we would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's the, uh, boy, it's going to be really hard not to just chew this to shreds. Here's the the premise, okay? He's basically saying that as a small business, so this is for small businesses uh, in some ways, you should basically (coughs) follow what the big guys are doing. Big guys have more money, they have more opportunity to research, to test, and when they put something out, you can rest assured that it must be really good. And so you can use them to kind of follow their lead without having to do all that work. Uh, And in this case, big companies, a lot of them, are abandoning or diminishing their websites and moving to social media. So the first thing I would say is, man, what a bad piece of advice that is. (laughs) If it's specifically for small businesses, there's there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't follow what big businesses do. They're yeah. different entities entirely. But to assume that just because they're big, what they're doing is smart or effective, it's really
3: unwise. Yes. No. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that that goes both ways too. Though I think they mean it might be very appropriate appropriate for a small business to focus almost exclusively on a social media channel such as Facebook, not because big business is doing it. And I use a, um, a photographer as an example um, who we use for our kid pictures of our son. And I'm sure we'll use for pictures of our next kid who's on the way. Woo! Is that the Woo-hoo! first time you've announced that on a podcast? Uh, maybe. maybe. So, yeah, October we'll have another
0: little set of feet. Another little Adam running <laughs> around. Not running around. <laughs> well, He'll be running around. He'll be like with an iPad year, 3 like
3: at three months old. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is old school. Give me something better. Well, our two-year-old is bored with the ipads but, so it'll probably <laughs> happen know. um but yeah the, like for so for a photographer facebook like literally made her business explode i mean it's a place where people are i mean but it's unique in that facebook is so photo photo centered the way it is i mean it's all about right. sharing photographs it's like with the vast majority of what's done there um which like helped people anybody who had pictures taken by her they're immediately up there crediting her and advertising her amazing work, which was amazing. I mean, she does really good work. Um, so like in, a, in, a, <clears throat> in a case like that, and there are other, other professions, maybe you know, photography is almost unique in, in that it can really leverage Facebook's yeah. power. Um, but other you know, people who are of the Etsy you know, sort who have goods to sell that need to be shared that way, I think there's a lot of potential there. But yeah, for a hospital, it's just kind of like...
0: Plus, I'm sure they didn't get away with their <laughs> website, though. Get, get, get rid of it. Right. A photographer's got to be able to say, here are my services, which you can maybe list on a Facebook page. Yeah. yeah she's, still, she's still got and my. Wife.
3: Right. Right. Not to totally abandon it, but, right. but it's a place where you really pour maybe the vast majority of your efforts into because you know that's where your business mm-hmm. is coming from. Yeah. Largely in part. But I don't think that, like I said, that's a unique case. I don't think that that clearly doesn't apply across the board and not the hospitals. Well, the guy does give some reasons, so we should go through them why you should consider
0: jettisoning your website but again we're going (coughs) to have to restrain ourselves number one it's fresh Start Ah. the website every day to update (laughs) your Facebook page with interesting news and industry info Uh, and then he compares that to the static web web copy that hasn't changed since the company started well if that's the case that's
1: bigger problem boo
0: for you (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's not the website's fault (laughs) Yeah. Right? Well social media <laughs> is not fresh at this point. It's Well he's not saying social media itself is fresh. He's saying the, he's saying the content is fresh? fresh. Yes. so know. but he's he's kind of advocating for pulling it into your website, not getting rid of the website. But
3: yeah, even that, I don't know. I mean, it's, it can be, depending on what social media channel it is, when you start pulling it in, it's hard for people to interact with it if they don't ar- yeah. already have an account, like for Facebook, Plus, for
0: example. Why would you go to somebody's website to interact with them on Facebook? You would go to where? Facebook. <laughs> okay. Uh, so two, it's automatic. This is the part that made me laugh. Though we turn our nose up, though we turn our, we, <sighs> though we turn up our noses at the forced <clears throat> updates from Facebook, the alternative Manually updating our own sites to comply with new standards and consumer trends is much more costly and time-consuming in comparison. You don't have to code to update new Facebook layouts, to which I would say you don't have to code to update your website content either if it's set up with the no. appropriate All right. content no. management system.
2: Right? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go for two. All right. <laughs> Three, it's familiar. Um, meaning That's, your customers are accustomed to the particular environment. Doesn't it make sense to design your own web environment to close to and complementary to that environment? Um, sure, if you want to look like everybody else. I mean, I, I understand what he's saying. Right. It's He's trying too hard.
2: Well, and I also think it's familiar. For social networking reasons. But when I go to company pages on Facebook, sometimes I'm like, well, where do I get that information? Right. Where do I go for that? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little clustered for company pages, too.
3: Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Oh, for three. Four. <laughs> it's affordable. Okay. This is the part that will make us all grown. Creating a business <clears throat> presence on any social network is free. <laughs> all it costs is the time. To get it up and running. Yeah, that's totally free. Not to manage it. doesn't it cost any time at no, all to no. actually continually stay active on social media. Compared with the cost of building a website from scratch, plus maintaining
3: it, establishing a business presence on social network, it's ultra affordable. Well, it just totally discredits the value of, your, of the, the time of your people, yeah,
1: totally.
3: which is like your most mm-hmm. precious commodity. Right. So
0: his conclusion is: big companies don't just adopt new practices on a whim. They are building socially optimized websites because doing so increases lead generation costs and increases reach and ROI. Why should all the big guys have all the fun? So again, that premise that if the big guys are doing it, then it must
3: be smart. Right. Well, that and we can. I mean, you, Chris and I were talking just before the show about you know other examples of this. And you know, one thing we talked about a few months ago when General Motors pulled out of pulled all our advertising out of Facebook. They said oh, it's yeah. just not showing any we're not seeing any results from this. It's not It's not worth our money. Mm-hmm. And since then, although this wasn't the reason that that guy was fired, the guy who ultimately made the decision to pull them out of Facebook was let go and now General Motors is determining how they can get back into Facebook right. effectively. So um, if you had followed General Motors, you'd be like, ah, we're right. off. No, we're right. back. We, we heard that. I mean, we heard that within our own circles people using trying to use that as kind of a justification to
1: right why not to
3: not get into you know average whether it's advertising mm-hmm. well, specifically advertising on social media facebook yeah it's not that the, that big companies don't do smart
0: marketing i just think it, it's silly to just assume that if they're doing something that it must be smart and you should follow it as well right he exaggerates too i mean he he says basically you know everywhere i look people are dismantling their where does he say that Everywhere around me now, I see companies dispensing with traditional website in favor of integrating the most popular social networks right into the website and communicating with customers in real time. Big players like Skittles and Coca-Cola. So when I asked Reed Smith about this, he's like, yeah, Skittles, I can see that. Who's going to the Skittles website? Mm -hmm. Why? Right. But if you're a business-to-business, a hospital, uh, anybody that's got, you know, in-depth or comprehensive services, how are you going to communicate all those or at least demonstrate what you can do and the, the <coughs> comment section just destroys this I mean just any way you can think about it you know yes it's smart to use you know integrate social media in your websites mm-hmm. yes it's smart to embrace social media and maybe more so to have more activity on your Facebook page I think it's fine for companies like Skittles or Coke to drive people to a Facebook page instead of their website but that doesn't mean you dismantle get it. rid of your website yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: anyway anything else
2: there's a lot of talk about ownership of content too and who the content belongs to once you right. just yeah. transfer everything to to social media yep. mm-hmm. yeah. how do you maintain your brand when you're only yeah. there
0: and you right. have no control over the formatting mm-hmm. so Facebook tries to change everything create a timeline right. I guess you have a timeline now <laughs> which right. you know I like the timeline don't get me wrong but right you really want to outsource your main form of communication to the public, to some other company that basically tells you how it's going to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll still post... After all that, we'll still post a link to the (laughs) article. Maybe people have different opinions. But uh, since this has come up a number of times and since our buddy Reed posted, I thought it was worthy. All right. Uh, Last item uh, is more Facebook but that Facebook search has all been, the, the, the headline says Facebook search all but announced by Zuckerberg. Uh, it's a story on Wired but there are stories everywhere. Jackie posted one from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us some insight Adam since you're techno digital man?
3: Sure. Okay. Well this uh, this story from Wired is specifically on an interview that Zuckerberg was in at the uh Disrupt conference which is put on by TechCrunch kind of attracts all the silicon valley I love TechCrunch it's a good one. it's the, a good the boxes you buy that they're, they're all TechCrunch in there there's no the yellow part it's it's, it should be berries. like the stuff that oh I'm thinking of Captain Crunch sorry <laughs> TechCrunch no. I was thinking it'd be the stuff that like protects your hard drive when it's in the box getting shipped to you no but TechCrunch is kind of like Gizmodo or the big the, or uh, all, it's all like, the what the the packaging that goes no, TechCrunch is kind of like Gizmodo or something oh no i was saying that they are like gizmodo is another tech blog journal <laughs> oh, website okay. out there um oh like gizmodo yes
0: <laughs> so t- tech Crunch, yes
3: so they've got a Sorry. there's a conference the disrupt conference that goes on in san francisco i don't know how many years they've been doing it a few um but it attracts all of the all of the, the tech community is there the big the big names um so te- uh, zuckerberg was interviewed there didn't specifically say, yes, we're getting into search, but he said, yes, it's an obvious space that we should be in. Um, and pretty like the title says all, but all, but said that they're going to be there soon. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, Google, Google is search and Google is trying to be social media. They're trying to eat Facebook's lunch as well. Um, and it obviously makes sense for them to try to get into that space. You know, we've talked in the past about the the big differences between advertising like on Facebook versus advertising on Google and, and why people are, are at these particular channels online um, and what they're looking for. Um, and one of the struggles that Facebook has with advertising versus Google, so with Google, you go, you go there when you have a question. And it's easy to answer the question in advertising terms. Here's, you know, we have this service to provide for the exact thing that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Facebook, you're not necessarily going there with questions. You're going there to see updates from your friends and family on, you know, their, their, their baby pictures or, you know, who's got a new job or who's just got divorced and now their relationship status is altered, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <Went down laughs> Never done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't go there with questions. So the advertising has very different... Um, purposes or very different opportunities, I should say, on on each on each channel. Not that, um well, I, I was gonna say not that one is more effective than the other, but I think we've seen that maybe search in many of the cases we work in can be a little more effective, but not necessarily that that Facebook advertising is ineffective. Um so Facebook, I think they want they want a piece of that. They want a piece of the action that's, you know, it's easier. It's easier to advertise with search, and they're gonna for, for no other reason probably get into that. Um, Zuckerberg alert, alluded a little bit to the just the sheer volume of search that they already have. I mean, a, like a billion some queries within. What do you say? Uh,
0: what are people querying? Is that a word?
3: Yeah. Well, you can you what can search within. Well, do you ever do a searches within Facebook? Yeah, I'm looking for people. Yeah. Or companies. Typically, too so Well, let's do let's do. Uh, Let's do one right now. Let's do a search for like, I don't know what.
1: And just, just to clarify, because I'm, this might be a rude question, but this is search surely in Facebook itself, right?
0: No, I think it would be no, the internet search. This would be Google,
3: oh. uh, Facebook going head to head with Google for okay. actual web search, so indexing the web. Which and, is the next oh. question.
0: Like why, what could they offer that's better than Google?
3: Right. Mm. Uh, yeah, that would be the question. A, made better results would be one thing. Um, you know, there have been uh, some really interesting mm. reports done recently of the, of the real estate offered on a Google page for actual organic, like SEO driven search results versus their paid results. And it's a little crazy. What is it? Um,
0: probably like 50 50 now. No, it's not
3: even, it was less than that. It was less than 50% really? to, in many cases devoted to actual, like, organic search results versus paid wow. results. Obviously not on everyone because, I mean, just doing a search for various topics, you'll see some have, like, a crap load of ads and mm-hmm. others have, like, none at all. Um, so, yeah, going head-to-head with Google on search on, on, that, on those grounds. So it's, like you said, I mean, this is – Facebook is more than just a website. I mean, it's like a platform on the web. Right. It's a place that, I mean, for some people – that's that is the web to them. They log on, they so go it made me think of. into a browser, and and they go to Facebook, and that's like where back, they spend their time. It's like
0: we come full circle to AOL.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people compare <laughs> Facebook to Did AOL. You really because say that, of that once in a podcast, maybe and now probably because it's re, they, it's compared, it's, <laughs> compared <laughs> it's compared a lot. It's compared a lot. Or do you remember
0: the old Macintosh little? You guys are probably like ten years old or something. <laughs> uh, maybe you were. They had like eworld, I think it was called. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was back in the AOL days, and it was, you could see like little people, and it was really cool graphic, but it was that. It was like a little enclosed world. Yeah, so like that's, AOL was. Yeah. So, how would it look? I mean, would it be like in Facebook? You go to Facebook and right where the yeah, search box is?
3: Most likely. So I'm struggling. Yeah, with. they'd probably mix in actual indexed search results from the web with their search results from within Facebook. That's my guess. Maybe even wrap the. You know, whatever you click on, then in a, some kind of Facebook wrapper or two to keep you from. Living. So,
0: if I wanted to search for um, best chocolate chip cookie recipe on Google,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I would. I would not see Facebook results. Is that
3: true? Uh, I don't think so. Because I, I, I don't recall so. ever
0: seeing that stuff when I searched for Google. But
1: if you search for people, you do.
3: Yeah, if you search for Google. a person, you get
0: okay. But if I was in Facebook and I did that, I could potentially get. Joe Blow's post on chocolate chip cookies. You coming. might get organic
3: search results for a, the best chocolate chip cookies based on its in but, database, but you would, that would also be intermixed with exactly what Google is trying to do by having social part of their search results. Um, and that if, if you've got friends who are using Google Plus and who have Plus One you know, chocolate chip cookie recipes, that would show up like on the sidebar and would influence search results for you specifically because that's part of your network. But and they, they assume couldn't, that that's I mean, relevant I guess what I'm
0: after here is they couldn't really tap all of the content that's being posted in Facebook because I can't access Google that can't. anyway. Right. No Facebook though, even Facebook itself, they couldn't can, because then that gives me access to somebody who has not given me permission to see their stuff. Like, like if Google. I only let friends see me, then they can't take my posts for chocolate chip cookie recipe and post it to the world. If somebody searches for it behind the scenes, it might that influence down.
3: right behind the scenes that might influence the rankings. I mean, cause that's, most likely a part of the terms of service that they can use you that way. Um, but what you would see, really? what you would see most likely, I'd have to go back and through and read the terms of service. I did actually read them one time when they were changing. It all <laughs> well, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, my belief is that
0: I've got a closed wall around my Facebook mm-hmm. stuff that only certain people can see. Mm-hmm. So if there is some kind of clause that says, "Oh, but by the way, we could pull any of that content and post it to anybody who wants to see it," I don't think
3: it would. Po- I don't think it would. Let's say, so if you were searching, most likely it would factor in people who, are, who you have chosen to give access to your content sure. to your, within your circle. That's so fine. if your grandma had something up there on chocolate chip cookies, that probably would show up within, I, within your search. I'm not friends with my grandma, <laughs> <laughs> but I get your point. But yeah. I would assume that probably part of the terms of service is that your data behind the scenes could influence, not that, not that your content would be pulled over into somebody else's wall, uh, feed, Okay, but that it might, if your- Or search results. Your behavior within those search results or what you've posted, like a link, to, maybe you posted on your wall a link to some story. Um, let's say thousands and thousands of people were doing that every day because it was really a great story on chocolate chip cookies. I um, see. They might use that data to then influence their rankings within uh, Well, that's, within that's, search. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: they're like light years ahead of Google in that regard. Right. That's
3: the thing. Google is struggling to get people to use Google Plus because right. they see the opportunity to shape search, to to, in, to have social influence search. Right. The problem is they have, they're struggling to build that community. They, they haven't abandoned it yet like they did with Wave and other, other properties that they have. But mm-hmm. Facebook is starting from the other end. They've already got this. Treasure trove of of data on people's uh, habits and and man, they could they could do some really powerful stuff with that. Well, just yeah, think about like totally. if you
0: if the search results were tailored to who you were. So, like I you know, let's say I want to look up chocolate chip cookies, and they can say, "Well, here's here's overall search results. Here's search results for men age forty four who live in the Midwest." So they know who I am, and they could say, you know, obviously not by person, but. Just if, if you wanted to be, you know, oh. demographically specific with your search, you could do that based on the content they have. Google couldn't do that without Google Plus. Because mm. when I'm searching, they don't know who I am necessarily. So they don't know what I'm looking for, what I click on. Facebook does. So that would be super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You
3: might get a recipe that said you should have a little more fiber in your cookies.
0: Because <laughs> I'm forty four. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: You're thinking of 54. Oh, wait. Yeah. I thought 44 was <laughs> the new. Confused. Oh, no. 54 is the new 44. 54 that is the in. new 44. <laughs>
0: Not the other way around. <laughs> that could be really powerful. Yeah. I wonder if they thought of that. It could be really they could valuable, have idea. too. I'll give that to them. <laughs> right? I mean, think of all the things about you on Facebook that could be manipulated into some kind of custom search oh, result. Yeah.
3: Speaking of which, did you see, you're familiar, <coughs> with, you're familiar with Wolfram Wolfram Alpha, the search? tool no. online it's kind of a r- katie are you familiar with that
2: i don't know it's, it's pretty awesome. like a word <laughs> you can type basically
3: yeah if you go to Wolfram elf Wolfram alpha <laughs> nice you could type in like almost like almost any you could type in almost any question and get an, some sort of answer to it but typically it's tailored towards like scientific type mm. things type in a, any type of like algorithm and it will give you the answer or type in an answer it'll give you the algorithm for the answer that kind of thing so if i put in four it's going to give me like the well, what you How can do, the distance the I haven't sun. done this because I'm, yeah, be, yeah, that kind of thing. But what, what you can do, or you can just type in like the name of a city and it'll give you all sorts of really interesting statistics on the city. It's just supposed to be like this brain that can answer anything. Um, But they created a tool where you can give it access to your Facebook account, and it'll go through there and do all this crazy mapping of, like, geographical stuff about interests um, between you and all in your social circle. I haven't done it because I don't know what they do with the data after that, if they're, like, compiling it and using it in some way, which I assume they probably are. Um, But it looks really interesting with with the way it can show you how you've behaved online. I mean, the potential
0: is amazing. I know we're just riffing on this way too long. But Amazon, of course, for years have had the, you know, you bought this book, other people have bought these Mm -hmm. books. All they're basing that on, essentially, as far as we know, is book purchasing. Now, they may Mm -hmm. be taking your credit card data and and pulling some stuff that they can get from credit reports, whatever, to make a better match. But imagine what Facebook could do with with who you are and say, yeah, here's the search results. But for people that, you know, went to Iowa state that are 44, that live in Minnesota, that like this band, here's what they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all just mirrors of me. Yeah. I'm way more going to pay attention to that. thinking yeah. That's more relevant to me. than Well, and that's the power. Yeah. That's
3: the power of, you know, for me, it's like, I could give a crap what my, I, my social circle on Facebook, I would probably have very little influence as on said what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause I mean, 99% of them are people I've known at some point in my life, but they're, they're not sorry at all of it, All 99% are the same. What I would consider like friends or close friends. As long you know. as you don't okay. say who's who, then you're yeah. fine. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're all, all assumed they're in the 1%. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have probably little value to me in terms of search. Um, but to your point, if you can match up my inquiries with, uh,
0: Relatively done with yeah, demographically with relevant searches and other yeah.
3: people. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, well, let's see if we predicted the
0: future when they come out with their search. <laughs> they copy us. What's that?
2: If they copy us,
0: yeah, we'll hmm. get some licensing. We'll all be <laughs> set for life.
2: Do you think though that people are going to be able to make the switch from Google to Facebook? I feel so connected yeah. to face or connected to google like i agree when bing comes up on like a computer i've never been on before i feel like <laughs> i funny? just go and search google yeah. I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> mini panic well, attack no, I go I, to google. I, right <laughs> i agree
3: i think i think what what will the two areas where, where it'll probably be influential are people who don't ever leave who already are like facebook is the internet to me
0: mm-hmm. um, are there really
3: people like that do you think there's people that literally never leave facebook Come
0: on, no way. I'm sure there are. I no, mean,
1: I have a hard time believing that too. But I know there are people that spend
0: like all day on it because I see. Well, I don't see their posts anymore? Because I've blocked them all. But <laughs> there are people who probably never they, really
3: used it before Facebook. So It was like, what am I going to? What am I going to do? Oh, why, why would I, I use know. it? Well, all right. all right. That's the thing. I mean, that's like, like I said. The whole like what you brought up the whole discussion around AOL being this kind of closed off community. Yeah, and that's where you do everything. Um. So yeah.
0: But they gotta be clicking
3: all the links different. that are posted that take them somewhere else. Like, ooh, I don't want to leave Facebook. Half That's <laughs> a great link, but half I'm the stuff not you can going experience, to go. like videos and stuff, you can. You know, if it's YouTube, you just play it right there. You don't have to leave anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, that was a way long talker. How are we doing? We we just blew by our timing, didn't we? It's like an hour and a half podcast. Uh, we're we started a few minutes, so we're we're at about thirty four minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh! We should probably end it now. <laughs>
0: don't you think? That was the can. biggest ramble ever about social media search.
1: We need to start ending our podcasts with like Hey, ads we love or what up with that?
3: Oh, we haven't done ads we love in quite a while.
1: You know, but you know how you end them with a fun woo woo. Not like that wasn't fun. Well what you are we celebrating?
3: I mean?
0: Adam's pending, baby. Katie joining us.
1: Bike. I bought a bike. <laughs> <laughs> bike. <laughs> I don't know if that should be celebrated. <laughs> well, I did not have anything else. So just <laughs> leave me alone.
0: See, that's woo. I nice to <laughs> my pen. <laughs> Stuff's happening Getting now. Getting violent. Yeah. All right. Well, we sh- I'm going to cut it off. Stop it right now. So for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Buffalo.
2: Jackie Rataco. Adam Meyer. And Katie Streeter.
0: Thanks for joining us. And hope to see you at Shishmid. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week.